Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. We're back. Bobby Manning, start making your comments now. He's got, yeah. the, he's got the fade. <laughs> you saying Hayward? Is, is that going to be like, the comparison uh, again? It's going to happen. It's like when... Uh... When Steve Urkel goes into the chamber and comes out as Stefan, is that what we got here? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, is that what we got here? I miss Bobby Urkel. Might that reference. Might be no, that way. no way Bobby knows. <laughs> Bobby knows Steve, Ur- Bobby knows Steve Urkel as a 35-year-old. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy yeah. nailed it. Yo, Dude, this is this is Stefan. This is this is like Laura's <laughs> the character the story that door down looking for looking for Stefan. He comes out cool, Bobby. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. Um, so this is a tough one to like put your finger on. Um, I guess you know we could always play the make miss league thing, um, which honestly, oh, come on. I mean, what are you going to talk about here? Utah scored. I mean, look at look at the numbers from three. This, well, they're this, really good three point shooting team. I know, but. That's what happened. Celtics, Celtics went ten of twenty nine. They went nineteen of forty three. They got they got lit up a little bit. Other than that, Celtics didn't play an awful game. Uh, the easiest thing to say here is Utah's obviously a better team, so it's really hard to pick apart um, the Celtics when you. Um, what are they going to do? They lost to a better team. Done. Sweet. Let's well, that's, what, them, that's that's what they do. They the lose show. to better. They lose to better teams in them, which isn't really a good recipe for playoff basketball. So I mean, I guess this is who they are. I mean, Marcus Smart misses back-to-back threes. I guess one might have been a long two. If he hits one of those, the game might be different. Um, you know, I thought Jason Tatum drives to the, makes a nice move to the basket, blows by his defender, and then instead of going up for it, maybe drawing some contact again to the line, of which they didn't get to the line like all night. Kicks it out to Marcus Smart. Honestly, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the decision because he, Marcus Smart was open. But in that Absolutely. situation, if I'm Tatum, I'm 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 taking the ball and I'm I'm putting it in my own my own hands, quite literally, and I'm putting the shot up. He he was hot in that second half at points, and if he makes that basket, maybe this maybe this game ends differently. Instead, Smart misses it. Jazz go down and they drain a three. I think it was um, yeah. Mitchell who drains a three right there and six point game, and then. They hit another – Smart misses another one, and they hit another one, and that's your game. The, the second three is what bothered me more. First three – Because it was a quick one, right? Well, it wasn't yeah. just that. It was – The first three, three wasn't a three. The first three wasn't well, no, a three, but, but it was in was the flow. It was in the flow. It was open. Marcus had plenty of time. That's fine. The second one bothered me more because – there's no reason Tatum should have been even looking to that side of the floor. Like you got, right. you can see it if you go back and you watch it. Okay, you've got you've got uh, Jalen and Kemba on the right side of the floor, and Kemba was standing. I mean, you know, completely on the other side of the floor. And as soon as he sees the ball go over, he just kind of his shoulders sink, and the shot goes up, and he's like, okay, you know, like I'm sure he's not. He's not going to throw a tantrum over it, but it's like, hey, scorers over here, you know, like they're both. Yeah. It just – it's a strange choice. I understand in the flow 
of a game. You whip it around, pass, 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 defense rotates, you get it over to somebody for an open three. Look, those are great. This was like he went looking for smart on that. It was just a strange one. He just didn't even look to the right side of the court where he had better, you know, better scores and better options. But, you know, again, even if that one goes, there's still an uphill battle. I mean, jazz put the foot on the gas there a little bit late. Celtics made a good run there late when Rob, um, I'm not going to make this all about Rob again, but Rob came back in the game there. You had some really rough grant minutes for a while as well. Uh, And, you know, they made that good push in the fourth, um, but, then just Utah just took it from him. Yeah, and it's tough for me to tell whether it was that finishing stretch by Utah. It, obviously, the fourth quarter, they dropped 40 points. They were dominant start to finish in that yep. one. Celtics couldn't keep up with that. But I also think you mentioned Grant and Semi in the first half. Those minutes where those guys are in, and it's just chipped away. You, you have 19 minutes of Semi. You have 17 minutes of Grant. And they do so little in those minutes that you just chip away, chip away, and the Jazz are able to stay in the game consistently, even though they didn't play all that well at their three quarters because of the fact that those guys just don't generate any offense and that we're largely empty minutes from both of them in either side of the half. And yeah. so this is the thing. We, we get away from double big, which wasn't working all that well, but the team doesn't have the personnel to run three wings either. That's always been the problem. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's true. So, but yeah, but then, like, is, it, is it the yeah. performance or is it those – throughout the floor of the game where every single team is able to stay in the game with these teams. Except for, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, that's I mean, sort of the, uh, you know, down the stretch is going to be the dilemma, right, for, for Brad Stevens against these sort of teams. But I thought that this was a great opportunity for Rob Williams to get that in-game action, that, you know, down to the wire, going up against the best team in the NBA, where, you know, the Southerners are trusting you in, the, in that stretch. And he did okay, but, of course, there were those – shortcomings, whether it was that forced layup where he was right in front of the basket, seemed like he was just hesitant. You know, Gobert just sort of gave him that look, and he just kind of just threw it up there. The second one yeah, was almost the opposite, around. right? He forced it so hard that it almost didn't go in. He <laughs> just cracked the backboard in that second one. You know, and I just think those, those plays are going to go a long way because he's always going to be wide open, but he's got to be obviously not as hesitant as he was in that first attempt. And then, of course, the crucial turnover, he's clearing the way for Tatum, that was a humongous call. When the Celtics lost the, that possession, I mean, Marcus Smart can't that stand the call. The that that three down the stretch, I didn't like. Of course, the second one because I feel like Marcus almost is like, all right, I get it, you're in the flow of the offense, but there was what a minute and fifty five yeah. seconds, I believe. Like you're in the two, you're in the two minutes here. It's the Utah Jazz, like possessions being everything here. I, I just thought it was a little, it was a bit careless. And I don't do this often, but the Celtics did get nailed tonight, ref wise. The Clarkson three point call. Great. The screen on yeah. again. We talked about this all year, John. The, yeah, the what's 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 seal? that call? Yeah. I mean, come on. Ninety percent of the time, that's like yeah. so What do you call that? That one's too obvious, yeah. That one was a little too obvious. The seal? Yeah, the seal was the pretty obvious. One? I mean, he stuck his arms. I mean, he's a big dude. The Make it a little less there? obvious. Yeah, especially when Tatum Tatum took an extra time. step. Tatum put him on put him on display because he you know he took that extra step. But my God, Tatum. He's a friggin' two-time All-Star, third-team All-NBA, and he can't get he, – he, I mean, he is damaged forever with the refs. He cannot get a call. Every 50 – If he sells it a little better, maybe he gets that. Every 50-50 goes, goes against him, man. The, the, the friggin' three-point play, you know, the last one. The bro. offensive foul, and granted, if he – you know, he sticks his arm out a little bit, but like, oh, Jesus. They were on I, top of the Celtics tonight. I mean, Tice had a few touch fouls that they were just boom, yeah. and we, we expect that. Yeah. 
So you gotta you gotta defend without fouling, and that was a concern tonight too. They turned the ball over a ton on the offensive end, which kept the Jazz and in no it. Execution was certainly not man. sharp. Yep. How many free throws did they shoot? Anybody want to guess? None right. outside and ones, right? Total free throws in the game. Definitely single digits. Four. Four. Yeah, man. it was all and ones. Oh, they got one late. Four. One late, oh, definitely got one. That's the one I was thinking of. A few. That's hard to do. I mean, and they didn't take a ton of three <laughs> pointers to tonight. Like, I think they know, went the whole know. game without a shooting foul outside of a make. So, yeah, the offense, was like, the offense was Chris, and a lot of that had to do with them getting stopped in, from the perimeter. Like that first quarter, I mean, you knew it wasn't going to last, but the way they were defending the three point, I mean, it was incredible. I'm like, you don't see Utah, you know, struggle that that way at least for that that long stretch. It essentially seemed like the entire first half, and then came the second, and everything changed. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I I hate doing this. It feels like it's lazy, low hanging fruit. But again, I, we're stuck in that same place between is Brad does Brad know what he's doing with the rotations, or uh, you know, or can he be blamed for it? Because no matter who you put in, it, you're always playing roulette here. As you mentioned, he tried semi to start. I, I mean, I just I don't. I'm going to be baffled by this from the end of time. I hate making the game about it, but like you could not have had a better stage to start Rob Williams tonight than has ever existed. Here we go. Tice didn't play poorly. I'm just so confused that it didn't happen. I'm confused by the semi start, even though I thought that's what Tice Brad was really good tonight. I'm confused by Teague playing more than Pritchard. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm confused right now. Like I, I don't know what's happening. We all thought Rob was going to – I was like, Rob's going for Tristan 30 goes tonight. Yeah. Nope, Rob, 21. Like, Rob plays a perfect game. Stevens is basically like, I have obviously have to start playing him more. And, again, he played him fine, but I tweeted this half-jokingly. We're in the same <laughs> position. Rob passed Grant Williams in minutes somewhere late in the fourth. Like, what are we doing? I, I just – I'm so – I don't I, – I, I'm not – and it was – Bobby, what bothers me more is – it, it became the same thing as before. It's that cowardice. We can't possibly play Rob against Gobert. He waited till Gobert went to the bench and Favors came in, and then he brought him in. Is again, are we afraid to play him? I, I, I don't. That's more what I mean. It's not that Tice doesn't deserve his minutes. Tice played well in the first half. I just don't understand. Is there? Are you? Is Brad still afraid to play him at times? I mean, it was literally the second. Gobert went out and Favors came in. They're like, okay, now we can. Now it's safe to play Rob until the fourth. I, I don't I'm, think it's about being scared. I think it's about maximizing the minutes that you have him out there. And we're going to do the same thing again and again. I think he's playing the perfect amount. You get seven to ten out of him. You have 14 points, nine rebounds, two blocks. He, you can't be happy with that. You can't be happy with him closing the game as he did for the be happy. Why would you be happy that a guy who plays so well when he's in there plays fewer minutes than he could be playing. Why is that something that makes you happy? It doesn't make me happy. I just think it's the reality. Make me happy. You just <laughs> asked me if I'm happy. I'm not happy, Bobby. I'm happy he's closing. Bobby. Oh, to it. If, yeah. really I, I wouldn't say he was 15 and 11. I care more about him closing than, than starting. But yeah. 15 and 11 6 minus 12. I, the, the starting thing so ceremonial. The that there'd be yeah. high fives it, across it, Celtics Nation if not, you just got to start. Not, 
it's not, not the about starting. It's starting. It's about getting more minutes because you're starting and putting it and, and putting him up against other premier talent in the NBA to see how he's he going to do. Him. And it went okay. You know, and he got playing, the clock on Mitchell. He was first and playing with the first unit. Right. He gets to do it in crunch time though, which is which is what really should matter to you guys. And like, that's you know, why they made really their run there. So if he's yeah, good know, enough to play with them in crunch time, why can't he play with them before crunch time? It's, why are we not waiting like until the four minutes left? Look, I, know like I know he's improving. I know he's improving. You know, we've been talking about it for the last three weeks, obviously. But I mean, John, don't you even you don't you get a little worried that he's just like two quick fouls away from that first quarter from seeing the bench? Like honestly, a lot of the time, I just feel like you know what? I'm with you. I want to see him continue to get reps with that starting unit. But I think it's way more important at the end of games, especially again. Teams like this, someone like Gobert, I thought that was really important for him to get those reps in, win or lose. I, I think those reps go a long way. And, and I and I'm one foul tonight. The starting with him with the starters, yes, he has to he has to get more reps in with those guys. I, I'm, just, game, I'm surprised. Matters, uh, no. I'm surprised. This, the rotation so the rotation's so tight right now. He's going to be out there with Brown. He's going to be out there with Tatum. And this is like we do this every night, which is what frustrates me. He's not the reason they're winning or losing these games. Yeah. You know, like he's contributing, he's playing really well. I think he's playing the right amount. And if you push it up to 30 here, does it flip the game? I mean, maybe. 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 <laughs> and again, I'm not making it all on Rob. I'm just again, I am confused again what's happening here because again, it was the 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 couple things you don't like seeing is that stint <sighs> where he comes in just with the bench, guys. He did he was a he was avoiding Gobert, actively avoiding Gobert. I mean, it was Favors went to the scorer's table. Rob got up. So obviously, again, there's a hesitation. It's very, I don't, I, I don't get that. And when on a night where Tristan is out, you're like, great, this is perfect. They're only going to play the two bigs now, and you give Grant 18 minutes, and I just don't fully get it. Right. That's all. I don't get it. Right. Well, we just, uh, <laughs> who was it? Um, Sherrod on the last. show. I'd rather said, Tice get him. I just anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Bob. Well, he said on the last yeah, show, like, you know. Maybe it's better. If, maybe it's better that Brad just stick with two guys, two bigs per game, and one guy gets the short end of the stick, and then he has the perfect opportunity. Brad has the perfect opportunity tonight to, you know, lean on Tyson and, and Rob, you know, as the only two really healthy big guys. And like you said, Johnny, he goes and he throws Grant in there for twenty minutes or whatever it was, and Grant was playing throws, the throws them all this, off, you know. And this is why I'm advocating for a trade. Get you might need it at this point. I mean, this is the this is again the conundrum. It's just like I said: is on this night, following Rob, Rob is not the reason they won or lost tonight. We don't know. I, I don't think so. That's not why I'm bringing it up. It just it seemed like it just seemed like coming off that game, uh, and the way he played, and Gobert, and a good matchup that you thought, okay, let's see what his athleticism can do here with Gobert. Um, let's get him. This would be a great opportunity. Then Tristan gets COVID. It just seemed like all the planets were aligned here to, to make this happen. It just right. didn't happen. So it's disappointing because this would have been, as Joe Sway mentioned, a good showcase, a good opportunity to run there. Uh, in general, the, that second unit in that bench was bad. So when Rob was out there, there wasn't a lot going on at that time. Smart didn't have a great game himself. So just kind of and he was still making the most of his minutes. I'm not putting this game on Williams at all. I just, again, I was surprised that this was how it was, how he was used. No, and it doesn't have to happen so fast. If we look at his collective last month now, and I know Jay King put the stat out there on Sunday, yeah. like 17 per 36, 13 per rebounds, five blocks over the last five or four weeks, rather. 
Like he's playing outstanding right now. I just, give, I just give him credit for what he's doing right now. I think he's helping the team in a substantial way. The 14, minute, nine and two over start, 22. It's the same yeah. thing. Same numbers. Start taking in the right direction. I think he's in a great role to succeed right now. And he's doing it every single night, which is important. So like you just, just because we see the success doesn't mean it has to shoot right up to 30 and put him in more minutes. Bobby, more, we've been having load. this conversation yeah. for like two months though. Right. Like, that's the point. Like, <laughs> we know it's not going to happen every single week. Let me ask you this question. Hasn't. Bobby, if you could trade for a center on your team right, right now, now, right now, who averaged 18, 13, and four and played 36 minutes a game, don't you think that guy would make the team better? I think so, but we had this conversation That's yesterday. It is. Would, he actually, would he actually put that out there over those minutes? I don't know, but he's literally, he did it. If you do the math, somebody at home do the math here and extrapolate this over 36, it'll be the same freaking numbers. It's a, he just, it's a, if he does it every night, it's not like he has one game where he has 22 and 20 and then another game. Every night, this is basically his line. It's like 14, 10, and 2 over 20 minutes right. every night. Why do yeah. you think it wouldn't work over 30? I'm I just – what what would happen in those next 10 minutes? He would just <laughs> – <No, no. laughs> so He would for take a, a nap out there? He would just be like, yeah. I'm so tired. I can't oh, do no, this. I'm over my minutes. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like the batter right on low. Now, now that I look at the math tonight, it wouldn't be too hard to put up four and four Again, over the next uh, – 14, per 30, per th- no one's expecting him to average the per 36 numbers. It's just an indication of how well he's played with the limited minutes. So it kind of makes you wonder, okay, well, what could this guy give us if he played five more minutes a game instead of, you know, 20 minutes, he's paying 25, right? So that's what yeah. those numbers are there to tell you. Like, that's the target. That's that that's what we 25. Do. So today, t- today was it doesn't matter. I don't want to make it about that. But uh, it's again, it's another this is another almost depressing game in the sense of like um, it just it shows you who they are. And then you watch a game like this right. and you're like, is this is yeah, this, so team this a, is this team a player yeah, away? Glad, what is this team? No, I'm glad you said that, John, because you know what? I was thinking to myself throughout, let's say, about a good chunk of what three and a half quarters or so, even in, even when it seemed like the something, OK, they're probably going to lose this game. But let's see. Let's just see how this thing ends. I'm like, this is what. And I know we're still early, right? But I'm like, this is playoff basketball. Like, this is Celtics playoff basketball. This is what they would look like if they were in a seven-game series. And it's not as awful as you think it would have, right? If you think about it, overall, right? This is a team, of course, they're not going to see the Jazz unless they make it to the NBA Finals or, you know, all that. Teams like the Jazz, a lot of teams like the Jazz, you don't see in the East, right? Or unless it's few, right? And I think the Celtics we saw was those mishaps. But again... Down the stretch, Robert Williams. Look, I don't necessarily want to see him play 30 because you know that 25 minutes is perfect. Down the stretch, he's going to get those reps in, that physicality. Look, the Utah Jazz, they took it another level with the Celtics. Just physical, physical. Like, I feel like Robert Williams, he, he learned something today. You know, put it that way. I think he's thinking about Gobert, and I don't know. I, I just think those experiences go a long way for someone like Robert Williams because he's so important for this team and their playoff hopes or their playoff yeah, run. Like- so this is, I mean, this is our big picture conversation we're going to have here too with this team because you might be right in the sense that Rob's extended run, big situations, experience this year would be a powerful asset for them. I think you could say the same for Neesmith. 
younger players down the bottom of this roster. Pritchard, who we didn't see tonight, and we're really not seeing all that much anymore. So at what point, and we started to see the rumors this week that a veteran could be getting shipped out of here. Do you ship multiple veterans out of here, which is an idea oh, I threw oh, around? Oh, 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 Bobby, don't say a veteran. Just say Tristan Thompson, bro. Tristan Thompson is the guy. You're Tristan boy. Thompson's the name. But, but yeah, do you ship multiple veterans out of here and kind of – what's the comparison, John? They traded a guy in uh, Moneyball so the other guy could play first base. Am I getting that yeah. right? Like that yeah, kind I mean, of situation. At least, at least in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the book was oh, way better. Traded Carlos Pena. No, I mean it was an actual season. We watched we watched him play baseball. It, it's so funny that, that, that entire movie about. they don't mention is because it's because Hatterberg played first. No, because they had freaking They didn't once mention that they had three of the like best seven pitchers in the majors, you know? Right. What direction are you going as a team? I, I've thrown this out there. You can go young. You can push experience on these younger guys and really emphasize their roles here alongside, you know, the younger core of this team. Move Kemba possibly, move Tristan, which would be a smaller first move in that sense, and clear this out. Because right now, we know what Brad's going to do. Brad's going to lean on the veterans. He's going to tighten up this rotation and go with who he believes in. There's problems with the people playing too. I mean, this defense was garbage tonight. The amount of open threes and just kind of dropping Fouling their heads back and letting guys play the fouling. This was just, this was an awful defensive performance. I mean, and we see so many of them from this team. It's like, who's going to come in and fix all of it? You know, like you need things, but you also need this group of players to play all around better basketball. And that again includes just horrendous defense playing with zero pace. Again, being near the bottom of the league in assists. It's just not a team that does anything exceptionally well beyond having two really good talents and then rob williams who's frigging you know like a racehorse whose gate won't open you know but i mean that's what else do we have what 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 do they have going for him like what does this team have going for it right now not a ton they're not doing they're uh, they're not doing anything at a really high level right now they have some players who can put up good individual performances as a team they're not doing anything at a high level anything they don't have a lot of high level players they have three or four on any given night where's the kemba apology cam crowd by the way hey i think i thought he had a good game jimmy um i didn't think he was he was pretty non-existent i mean he didn't have a bad game he didn't have a great game he missed a couple shots himself but he had a he had a nice three in the fourth there kind of keep him defense uh, was active like he was one of the guys who was contributing the problem i mean what were these games Look Did at the Celtics have... bench tonight, and look at the look at the Jazz bench tonight. You want to talk about yeah. a, a well-rounded yeah. team, a deep team, a team that can shoot from all over. I think they've got one stat that I see on TNT. They have six guys shooting thirty-seven percent or, or yeah, more I'll, from I'll three. Say, Jimmy, I, I look at their bench. I just see shooters, man. They're all shooters. But I'm, I, yeah, I they get shooters. Ingles I mean, doesn't miss. Ingles shows up to the Y, and like I mean, he's never he's probably taken so much money from your average Joe at the Y. When you see this guy rolling up. Throw his backpack and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll take him. I'll cover yeah. him. And they just I'll go to Ingles. Yeah, I'll take Ingles. <laughs> oh, I get this guy. And he just absolutely murders you, like, all the way up and down the court. Uh, that's that's just, like, the type of team they have. I mean, they just got guys that are – they. I don't know. I mean, I'm not following the Jazz game and game out, but they seem to be uh, believers in themselves. And I know a lot of teams around the NBA, and there was that famous this year, that famous or infamous, the way you want to call it, uh, little uh, – 
back and forth between Shaq and Donovan Mitchell, where Shaq was like, you know, I don't think, I'll, uh, you know, I don't believe in you guys or whatever. And, and Donovan Mitchell was like, okay. Like, yeah, like they don't, like they don't care. So like they have a full roster over there and the Celtics just don't, that's not breaking news. We, you know, we know that they don't have, uh, have a roster deep enough to, to roll with the, with the big boys. When they're rotating in the bench tonight, they got pulverized. Clarkson's pull-ups, the Niang lobs oh, to go bare. First half Clarkson was... Yeah. Ingles doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Point blank. Ooh. And that's a guy, Amen. Team Australia. You watched him last two years ago in that in that World Cup. That guy can You're just all about friggin' international play, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you notice the guys who stand out in it. Go bare, France. They got they got some international experience there in Utah. It's a great system. So I got it low on them, and a lot of people around the league go like Utah, and they roll their eyes. They, they're just a tough team, and that's all there is to it. Like you don't have to elevate them that their championship status, even though they've gone out to this awesome start. Uh, you know they certainly have limitations on the top end talent of their team, but you can build a great quality roster like the Celtics did in seventeen. Almost, I think this team's a little better than that. But yeah, you, I'll you take play the on both ends of the floor. That's, yeah, that's fine. I'm not yeah, a believer. But see, that's the thing. I'm not though. a believer, but, that, but you know what? They're better than the Celtics. They are, and I'm not a believer. Yeah, I'll but take they that. have a whole – What if they were in the East? They have a whole other thing going because I, I think they have that us-against-the-world mentality because whether it's people just never putting them in the championship conversation or the fact that, oh, yeah, they're number you one. They're losing the second round. That's fine. Yeah, but there's a lot to it. Also, too, I mean, John, look what happened a couple of weeks ago with the draft and, and uh, you know – LeBron James being like, oh, no one likes Utah. You know, even when you're a kid, no one picks the Jazz on 2K. Like, I think all that is relevant. (laughs) What happened tonight? But hold on. What happened tonight? Jalen Brown drops his boy, and everything just went downhill for the It was like Donovan was like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to make sure everyone else gets you. (laughs) We're on national TV, and we're all coming for you now. And that's when I think the momentum shifted. I don't know. Maybe. What, when he he patted his ass? He didn't like that? I love it. Well, you can, yeah. I love doing, doing you can that. see why nobody likes Gobert either. What's he doing all game? He's stuffing guys in the face with elbows and body blows and dunking on Tice's head and blocking he down no at the rim. It's yeah, it's it's a meanness factor to him. And there's no he's gonna way have he to embrace that. Yeah, yeah he that's doesn't. That, that, he's yeah, gonna have to embrace that. Right. That's that's how they're going to try to beat the Lakers. Like that physicality in your face, us against everyone else, no one believes in us type of you know, well, the French are assholes, so that's really not a shock to me. Wow. We oh, might have some viewers in France. Come on. Right. <laughs> that's a cool yeah, movie. Maybe don't, get, don't, get, don't get canceled in France now. Come on, man. <laughs> we got fans everywhere, Jimmy. Yeah, we big in France. I don't know, but probably. I've been in Nice. Beautiful. I, I, love, I love France, and I love French people. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm cool with that. That's I mean, good, that's where the ticker goes away. I Jimmy love it. ideas don't represent CLNS. <laughs> no, not one bit. Not, not one, one bit. bit. French. <laughs> not one bit. Paris is my favorite Whatever. city in the world. Never been. It I've is. heard good things. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just don't be don't be a regular American asshole when you go there. What do you do? Noted. You must have a good try. time. I've I try to speak French. I don't speak it well, but they appreciate oh, well. the. They appreciate the oh, art. No, they don't. Trust one. me. You were that American asshole. You just no, no. <laughs> Jim Appel John. 
the American, the American, <laughs> the American asshole is the one that's like, oh, can I get this medium? No, we friggin' we give you steak frites and they're bleeding all over the plate, and that's how you eat it. So just eat it and shut up. Or, or like, the, or like the eleven, the eleven questions before everything, every yeah. order. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, um, I don't know. I hate talking about this team now. Have the Patriots signed anybody? I'll switch gears right now. Oh man, did they? I'll Jeez. switch gears. Right now, are you kidding me? <laughs> All it takes is Bill, Bill Belichick to open up the, the pocketbook and the Celtics are all, all of a sudden distant uh, distant memory in, in the Boston sports world. Maybe not on our show, thankfully, but yeah, I don't think anyone talked about the Celtics uh, Celtics win on Sunday night, or I don't know if many of them that will be talking about their loss tomorrow uh, if, if the Patriots are still doing their thing. Yeah, I was thinking we talked about here. You got to bring up the uh, hard, you know, the, the feelings that were hurt after the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick, you know, he has that picture of Brady somewhere hanging around his motivation. <laughs> like, like that, that's, that also has a lot to do with this. Like, he's, he's going all in. Now. He has to. Brady put him if to the anything, fire. He's like, give me just a shot at him. You know, just give me that narrative. Patriots, Buccaneers, Super Bowl. Like, that's what he's thinking about. Well, you know what? I won't go into it too much, but this is all Tom was asking for last season or the season exactly, prior. Just, just exactly. put some talent around me, bud. Put some talent around me, and, and, and now and you we'll, do it. And we'll now you want to do it. Yeah. Now he wants to. Now he wants to all of a sudden pony up. Don't do it too late with Tatum and Brown. Ooh, it's true. You don't want that. You don't want that situation. And that's on, John, so, there. this that's is the big debate. This is the big debate right now. Do you invest in this team or is it not worth it? I'm already starting to see people cool off. We had, we had Jared Weiss on Celtics Beat saying, oh, maybe it's not worth it to inv- invest in Harrison Barnes. He's not going to move the needle all that much. He's not going to change the team entirely. And you do see hints of that in crunch time against the Nets, against the Jazz. But ultimately, I think you're so thin, so weak in supporting role players any just helpful cast outside of Rob off that bench and smart. If he's playing well, it's going to be a big bonus, but if he's not, then you need some serious depth on that wing. And I still think it's valuable to add to this team, to invest in this team and bring them closer. Cause I still think the fir- worst thing you can have with this team is a bow out early first round because you just can't keep up in the flower games or close games, which is what they're so firmly stuck in the middle right now that it's unbelievable and you got to bring it in one direction or the other, I think. And so at this point, I know prices are getting high around the league. I know it's going to be a brutal trademark and we're already seeing names we've tossed around left and right get taken out, whether that's true or not, but I'd like to see them do something, even if it's something minor at this point. And I know I haven't been thrilled about the idea of a minor move, but they just need reliable depth. Like it's so hard for me right now when you guys are throwing around names like Neesmith, and I know Rob's become more value, uh, reliable, but even Pritchard at this point, you know, about two or three months in this season, we're seeing that he's not all that reliable. Uh, yeah, so in terms of reliable talent here. Yeah. That's why Brad's – we He's all directions. Nothing's, nothing's reliable. Who's a buy-low candidate that you like then? Because I, I feel like you I, – I, I'm thinking you were completely, like, outside of that idea. You just didn't want anything to do with it because – you would rather see uh, the younger guys get those minutes. I, I thought that was the case. I thought it was either go big or, or either direction. Guys. I just want a direction. All the buy low candidates are on the Celtics. 
I mean, yeah, who's, someone that, who's someone that's not going to cost the Celtics a, a stack of first-round picks, I guess, should be the question. So the here's the Kevin O'Connor report tonight. Second-round mm-hmm. pick for Trevor Ariza. Like, that's – what are we talking about here? Really? That's my you line. can't that's throw two seconds? Celtics. That's not tied with the Celtics, that report. Trademark. I feel like John right now. My head's just spinning. I'm like – this is the dialogues. Two second round picks can't get it done. Again, I'm it's pretty baffling. It's pretty clear at this point they're looking to do a deal that will allow them to preserve the TPE heading into the offseason. That's what they want to do. And that's what they're going to do. And I think people just have to mentally prepare themselves for that. That's so it. risky. You no, know I have. No, I'm so- prepared. Yeah, it, it, it's you, being thrown out there like such such an obvious move. Like, oh, let's just wait. There'll be something there. We can Again, figure it out I, this year. We've had this conversation a ton. It's you can throw it away to make yourself one percent better and overpay for something that you don't necessarily want and only kind of sort of need, or you roll the dice and try to hit a home run. Do you want to basically like get hit by a pitch here and stumble down to first, down ten runs? Who cares? You know, you're trying to do something <laughs> real. You know, like it, it. Oh, I took one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Rally, put on the rally cap. Right, on, yeah, so here we go. You know, like. <laughs> There's always, a cost. There's always a cost to doing nothing, though. And we've seen this team yeah. – this team's tiptoeing along a line where they can be solid and acceptable if they're fully healthy. But the second you see a rotation guy go down, There's it collapses no- to a point where it gets it gets scary. I mean, there were, we, we were talking about – They are who they are. Job. They're and not getting job. saved. They're not getting saved. Not, That's not a, in the middle of the season. So, Bobby, when I say – the answers lie within. I mean, they better. And if they don't, then that's it. They are who they are. I don't think anything changes it because there's not going to be a home run. So that's what sucks is me- mediocrity is the worst. You go out and you that's beat a my problem. You go out and you beat a crap team and then you lose to a better team. And we're stuck here saying the same shit over and over again, which is like, it's, it's, you're just scratching your head. You're looking for answers where none exist. It's like, what if they did this better? They can't. They're not. They, how many more games do they have to play to do the same stuff to say that it's just not in them to play better? They are. They kind, you are what your record is. It's, it's a 500 team. They're a 500 team. And I think that's unacceptable in sports. It's the worst place to be, it's specifically in this league. In this league. <laughs> They're not doing In this league in particular. I mean, come. They are, but they they aren't, but they are, Jimmy. Whether it's the coach not investing in young players and making those decisions on his own accord, which I think is hard to expect him to do, because in this, I mean, every time there's a three game, four game losing streak, it's like a mob outside of his house ready to you know kick so, him back to Indiana. So, like, is he really going to start playing Carson and Rob? No, and let's bring it back minutes? to this. Let's do the easiest thing possible. Again, definition of insanity is what? Doing the same shit over and over again and expecting different results. We're 40 games in, and if Thompson doesn't get COVID, we're starting another two-big lineup tonight. And if that happens again, we're going to riot, okay? Like, you want to do something different? Again, I'm not pinning the entire season on Rob Williams playing and start the game. But for the love of God, shake something up. Try something different. The easiest thing by far to do right now is to insert Rob into the starting lineup and see what happens. It's literally the only card you have left to play because he's tried the semi card. He's tried to play Grant. He's tried a few different things. He he's gave- tried green. 
I saw Devontae. Seventeen. It gave Neesmith lineup. a run. You got one card to play. Just play the friggin' thing and try That's it because this is otherwise you're just rolling around <laughs> and doing the same stuff over and over again. Has Rob started one game this year? No. And again, I, I know people I've are seen, saying it's not the issue. I'm literally saying yeah, try it again to use a cross sports analogy. Cam Newton isn't the only reason the Patriots lost last year, but for the love of God, just try something different. You know what you're going to get there. You see this enough to know what you're going to get. Try anything different. Just mix it up. Try to put Kemba on the bench. See, I'm not saying do it. Just try something. Like anything would happen. You, you yeah. he did it with Gordon. You know when it wasn't working out. You know uh, a couple of years ago, his first year back from injury, he started him. He moved him to the bench. Just. Try anything. Try something different. Here's, just, the, pro- here's the problem, though, John. Would they be- looking back, looking back, you probably shouldn't have benched Gordon, but that's another story. And right, I, you, you, don't coach the public, yeah. you don't coach the public pressure, but do you think mm-hmm. they'd be patient if they did that for six games and dipped down the 20 and 24? Would they? Like, would and it's not just Rob. Like, no, it's not just happen? Rob. Again, this isn't the only conversation. They're playing Rob a lot. I keep saying this. They're not pulling minutes from him fully on any given night. That happens to Pritchard. That happens to Neesmith. That happens in other situations. I, I like it's not on their level. Those are rookies. He's a third yeah, but those are other, playing like those one of the most athletic bigs in the NBA. Like, let him play a little bit. Just so, just uh, try it. Like John said, like, nothing else is Just working. try it. Just, why not? Just, like, just give it a shot. Just try it. Just try <laughs> it. Why not? You're 2019. Try it. Tonight's, like how many more problem, games do we have to like do this? Tonight's problems though came down to Semi, Grant, T versus Pritchard, Nee Smith, Edwards, or Green. One of the like those are the kind of back and forth situations that actually matter right now because Tice played really good in this game. Rob played really good in this game. Could you you're you're changing two guys who played really good in this situation? What you're not doing is switching Ojale for Nee Smith. Um, Grant for let's say Green, like those kind of switches right. are the ones that are more interchangeable and aren't changing all that much right now. And so you can invest in those younger guys and play them more at this point. But those are the kind of switches probably they're going to go from steady. This is why we were begging losing again. I the answer actually sadly is there probably isn't an answer. The reason we're saying try it and the reason we were begging. For semi minutes, I mean semi for Neesmith minutes early in the year, and the reason I'm going to beg for Romeo minutes if and when he ever gets on the court is just he exists. To try. No, that's where I'm. That's where I'm trying to move this. Different. That's where I'm trying to move this conversation because we can talk about Rob all day long and talk. It's not Rob. It's around. just Rob's the only thing that you know works. Everything else hasn't worked, which is yeah. why again. I'll try anything at this point. I'm, I'm talking about 19 of semi versus zero of Neesmith. Uh, yes, seventeen of Grant versus zero of Green, like those kind of switches where it's more dramatic. Like if we're really adjusting the Tice Rob minutes, it's like six minutes either way. Those other positions right now are like twenty minutes of difference where guys aren't it playing tonight. But if Tristan played tonight, Rob would have been probably in the sixteen seventeen range again, and we'd be screaming all over. So I'm not, I'm not going to argue the Rob. That's thing another problem with the roster. You want to talk yeah. about that Thompson thing? What? Whether he gets dished. Yeah, because that's the start of this conversation, the adjustments that need to be made well, here. Well, who is spreading that? Because it's out there. Well, that was Chris Haynes. Why is he out tonight? COVID. COVID. So he's got COVID now? So now yeah. he doesn't even 
we or don't, see, we don't even protocols. see him before the deadline or, and like in the protocols know. we don't know we don't know if he's got i don't know if he's got it we just know no. he's he's in he's in the safety protocol yeah that could be tracing great timing <laughs> Damn, dude. what's the report celtics might be looking at shop might the celtics might have come to the realization when we mentioned this before um that they it hurts them i mean brad said it last game he sat that he went and talked to tice and he said you're out uh well, i'm gonna go with these guys in the second half just that's what it is but he's you know he's playing the hot hand recognizes trying to play all three every single game people can't get into a flow or into a rhythm so it might only be two so Tristan would make sense because you can move that salary out, um, you know, and see what you can do. I mean, we've mentioned a couple different possibilities where maybe they get something, but you know, the, 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 the money saved allows them to resign Tice in the off season. There's a couple different scenarios here. The question is whether you trade him for anything of ideally you'd like to trade him for something you could use, but maybe you just trade him just, for the sake of opening up minutes for other guys and getting it off your books. That's what this would be about. If if you're trading Thompson in the scenario thrown around to the Raptors, specifically a conference competitor like the Raptors, making them better, making yourself worse in any scenario there, you're opening up minutes for depth bigs on the roster and more development and just room to breathe for some of the younger bigs on this roster. And you know, giving Thompson a chance to win and ultimately his hometown next year, he want to go to the Raptors – they ended up going oh, to Tampa. God. I think that was a big uh, motivating factor in him coming to Boston in the first place. So to see that out there in reports signaled to a lot of people out there that Thompson would be okay with a move like that. And there's some level of agent appeasement there and just making sure he's set up because he ultimately came here to have a big role. And if they're shipping him out somewhere, they want it to be a place where he's going to be happy with. But that just signals to me. Are the Celtics are Thompson having that conversation right now where, you know, we might just move on if the season isn't looking great. Where do you want to go? And that like that's where I start thinking again. We thought about this at the worst times of this year. Do you just kind of throw in this year and sink a little deeper and get a better draft position and make this a development year? I'd be much better with that than a first round exit, second round sweep type situation. I know, but we we kind of discussed this is one Bobby, that's they're never not gonna punt the season. Yeah. Enough well, with that take. Yeah, it's just never gonna happen. I can't believe you used that word a couple weeks ago. The the T word, talking about tanking. But anyways, let's talk about the team though. The at least the report, right? It's from Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Uh, he's talking about he's he links the, the Toronto Raptors, and we don't know if it's because of obviously uh, family he grew up there and you know the tie that he had. But I mean, look, I know this name is crazy for some fans out there, but I mean Stanley Johnson. Um, he's he's an option, I guess. I mean, if we're talking about locking yeah, the down return that, wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. It would just be another another weapon to help you uh, defend the perimeter, and that's exactly what we're what we're what we're saying in, in return here. But I mean, let's, let's face it: to create space for those two bigs between Tyson and Robert Williams to split those minutes down the middle, of however they you know Brad sees fit. I mean, addition by subtraction. I, I don't hate the idea of the move, you know. And of course, it would have to be another player had to be involved because they'd have to match contracts here so this wouldn't be a tpe situation yeah and it'd be a money dumping scenario too but you do have to eat money coming back so there's a contract you could send on another trade if you do have more of a medium style deal at the deadline there was always a thought this tristan neesmith a first for og and baines do it you're not giving me 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 doesn't even even like like that 
You guys are saying that you do it. Jimmy hates it. I don't hate what? it. I just you hate I that. I don't hate it. Oh, okay. Good. Again, it's it really just depends on what you think of Neesmith. If you just think this is Neesmith and for the rest of his career, then obviously make that trade. If you think Neesmith can turn into a shooter, then I mean I think that's obviously giving up on him. You said you were going to add a first round pick, right, John? No, we're going to give it. That's what I'm saying. You're going to give a first round pick and Neesmith and you know Thompson. Baines is just a, a throw in for OG. So you're basically giving up two first round picks for OG. So if that's if, if yeah. you don't value if you don't value Neesmith at all, then okay, go ahead. I mean, OG's OG's really good. I would do. I, I wouldn't even blink so, at that. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, right. Sign me up. I mean, I don't think that's the kind of trade this would be. I know Brandoni that throw just a Thompson for Baines swap. I think that would be the most ridiculous thing in the world. I know, but that's let's do downgrade. mine. That's a downgrade. Who said that? Bernadoni. The idea behind that is Baines is Baines. Uh, you, does you don't pick up? Yeah, the one year deal. Year. Yeah, you use that money to ex- oh, you know theoretically you extend Rob Tice. Gotcha. If it allows, you don't have to play him. If that allows you to keep Tice, you're basically trading uh, Thompson for Tice. You know, even though they're on the same team. You know, like that would that's the theory behind it. Because if Thompson's under contract next year, you you've got him, and you probably can't. And won't resign Tice if that's the case. Moving him yeah. allows you to. So that you're almost you're basically trading Thompson for Tice there. Again, the team didn't envision the situation where Rob was playing so well and becoming so reliable that there would be a crunch at center instead of kind of this rotational matchup based system that they had last year. I think they envisioned it being pretty similar to last year. And instead it's been three guys playing uh, very well while they're weak on the wing. So instead, they're stuffing two centers on the court. Did we ever imagine this? I remember like a week before the season, John was like, or Jimmy was rather like, would they play two centers together? And I said, no way. And instead, it's been like 20 plus games of that. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's been working out, but yeah. I did see it happening. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how good the next, how good Rob plays on the next team he goes to. Because we're, we're wasting his talents here. Really? I think they'll extend them. It's going to be a stud somewhere else. That's, that's, that's what would they even John. pay him? I mean, do they even value him? I don't know. Does Ange value? Does Ange really value bigs? Definitely not. So, how? What are they willing? And, and it doesn't really. Does, but it's different because you know the the generation things have changed, right? The last decade or so. But Ange yeah. values swings and wings, flashy does, guards, yeah. versatile players, athletic dudes. I'm not saying Thompson. I'm like not saying Williams Green? isn't athletic, but I just don't know what what they how they feel about giving big money and long term deals to bigs. I just, I mean, they, I'd I'm frustrated with the build of this roster. I really am. Like we we toss around the center situation. I'm wildly frustrated about the wing situation, and I think you guys let off more steam over the off season than I did. But I expected them to be aggressive with this TPE make the changes that were needed in season and figure it out from there. Someone wanted to just leave this hanging a year. I I mean, we're heading toward a year later that they're going to make the changes that are needed here. That's frustrating. Can we trade Emma? Can we go back to that? Oh, come on. (laughs) Again, if he's playing well this season and you have long-term concerns, why not look into it? I mean, that would be the next step after Thompson. It is. And again, if they did that, 
How about this? I would love it. If the knees are fine and some team takes him, then I'll apologize. Okay? But only if he's traded. Deal? Deal. You could do a mini teardown in this situation and give yourself the flexibility you desire next offseason to make a major move. Yep. Who knows if it's going to be there. But, yeah. And then you have a better draft pick, too. I, what's sitting in the middle going to do for this team? You're not going to, you don't, like I said, you, they yeah, take bo- Jalen and Jason, pick up, bo- pick up the phone to their agents be like, get me the Seriously, This could happen so fast. You don't do that. Whole, they have so yeah, little Bobby, flexibility in, right now in, that in, this in whole infrastructure per- could collapse. Yeah, in, in a perfect world, every team would, Oh, I'm not going to win the title. Okay, then let's tank. But everything's cool and awesome still, and like nobody's pissed. And then we get a really sweet draft pick, and then oh, we open up like space under under the cap too. Like it just doesn't work that way. But spoiled Boston fans don't understand sports. Like you do get stuck in the middle sometimes. It's not tank or sell out and go for it. It is not option A or B. Sometimes you just kind of live in that middle ground and look for opportunities to strike, try to be aggressive, do whatever, but it's like you're not the friggin' entitlement. You don't just get to play for championships all the time. Sometimes you just lose in the first round. It happens. It happens to decent teams too. And then they come back and they reload a year after. You just – you don't just friggin' desperately either throw all your chips in the middle and try to like improve a little or s- just start trading pieces. You know, when you do realize you've got major roster issues, you do have to do something dramatic. So you might do that in the off season. But what's happening in season is just what's going to happen. And I think people just have to get you get ready for it. It's people aren't able to accept mediocrity. It's a mediocre team, and I don't know much fixes it in season. But you, you might have to do some surgery in the offseason, and that could take bold strokes. The problem is the organization, and from what you guys have been saying the last few weeks, you guys believe in the younger players on this roster. And you know, throw Rob, we know Rob's a good player. I'm talking about Pritchard, Neesmith, Edwards, Grant. Is there any hope for development with those guys? It doesn't seem like Brad sees it. So what's what are they holding on to assets, picks, those kind of things for? There is room for a deal at this deadline if you get aggressive. I truly believe it. And you can swing the season in a better direction and start building toward a move at the same time in the offseason. You guys want to see prospects built up? It's just not going to happen. Well, what so- I would consider doing, it's not about prospects. Look, prospects are assets, okay? You don't give them away for nothing. You use them wisely. It doesn't matter what it is. If they have value to someone, then they have value, okay? You start to throw them away, then you have fewer things that you could possibly fold into trades. You need sweeteners along the way if you are able to get somebody who's going to who's going to do a deal with you because right now, you don't have a lot on the roster to trade beyond the Jays. So you got to find creative ways to put things together. What I'm saying is you might look at a player, again, like a Kemba Walker, who is – an all-star last year and scores around 20 points per game and move him for something that isn't even close to that type of player because the roster needs it more. That's what I would need. That would be a bold stroke. You know, you a type of player that doesn't score 20 points a game, but helps you in different ways. And you're like, this team needs that 
more than this. I know Kemba's more of a star than this guy, but we got to do something to, to fix the roster. Th- that's the type of stuff that you look to do. You know, not always everything's not going to yeah, be Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis and stuff like that. It just doesn't work that way. In a, in a buyer's market, you might pivot to sell because it's more advantageous. And that's why when I hear this Thompson whisper start coming, I mean, there's a chance that moving Thompson could give you the flexibility to make an improvement. That, But I, I feel like Thompson, if they're trying to win this year, Thompson's an important part of that. There's a reason he's here and he's playing well. If you're moving on from him, I think we're talking about that other Kemba-like situation that you mentioned, John. And so I'm interested to see where that goes. I, I, that, that's, that's it. It's just it, – it, Jimmy's been saying it from the get-go. It's just hard to do it in the middle of the season. And I also – I like. I'm sorry, I, and I like Thompson, but he's not the key to a championship. Yeah. Like, by yeah. any stretch. You're making it sound like, like dude, he's like – They could yeah. trade Thompson and bring in a wing, and they'll be better off. Thompson like, could evaporate. Year. You know, like if Thompson <laughs> if, if Thompson just ceased to exist, it's like, it, you know, in like Avengers, if he just if he just turned into particles right now, like I don't know that <laughs> I could change. <laughs> but I don't we know would say we would say wow rob's gonna maybe rob will start now i wonder how much grant will play tonight that's what we'd be talking about guys again uh, the names joe sway threw out there stanley johnson scores two points a game uh aaron baines is the worst center in the nba it'd be a significant drop off wow. from Thompson. No, it yes it would be no you know why but he used those plays you wouldn't play that guy you just play yeah. another guys who you think are better yeah the whole so point is to nothing. it would make no impact for Tyson Rob. Yeah, you know why it would. Act, you know why it's an upgrade because you'd play better players more, and you wouldn't be tempted to keep playing Tristan Thompson and settle for mediocrity. That's why it's better. Yeah. So, uh, we keep we keep getting into the center rotation, but it's about that fourth wing spot right now. That's where the zeros are coming from. Every center on this trade roster played well. Trade Thompson for a wing, and then you're better off. That we can dream of OG, but it's not happening. Fine, somebody else. I'm just saying, like, you're, that position is expendable. That player is expendable. I think a lot of people would agree with that. And then you can bring on a player that you might actually fill in a, a void or, or a, a position that you need that depth at more than you do at the center position. If Brad can't figure okay. out which one to play, he has too many. It's true. The tough part is who play defense, so score a little bit. Are we happy They're with Barnes or not happy with Barnes if it happens? If it ends up being Neesmith and a first for Barnes, is everybody happy or oh, are they I'm thrilled? Right? I'm absolutely thrilled. I think it would solve so much. Absolutely. So um, what I'm doing, it's not going to make them contender, but you bring, in, you bring in a player and, you, you know, whatever. Yeah. What I believe is we heard the recent reports that um, – Oh, he might I'm still so that. which is garbage. Which means they're not they're not getting the offers that they yeah. think they want for him. They want more, more. Yeah, it's left. Well, they want more, or right now everyone's like, I'm not giving you anything real. Uh, if that's the case, Celtics are in better position uh, for it. So you know, it, mm-hmm. it, who knows? You know, who knows? He's definitely. I mean, I don't know why they'd keep him if, if somebody wants to offer him some offer them something of somewhat value. I don't know why they'd keep him. They could trade Heald instead, but he's a tough guy to move. He makes so much money, and he's not that good. He's not that good. I think a, a good team would benefit from a, a Barnes addition. Um, I just don't think – I think the Celtics 
I think the Celtics aren't good enough even with him, but I still think I can still see the value in bringing him on for whether it's another piece to, to then trade at another point or just to have a, that depth player and you add in the offseason. Um, I can see the value there. Uh, but I think he makes sense to be traded to a team that has championship aspirations, whether it's this season or future seasons, because I do think that he can help win a championship. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind if Miami gets him for the most low ball offer. They might. What um what happens in nine days when we don't have this to talk about anymore? What are we going to do? Because we've, we've, we've wasted so much time talking about something that's definitely not going to happen. Talk about these shows will be 22 minutes long, and and, and, <laughs> and the last eight minutes will be all about what I ate for dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah. what what condiments I used? Ooh. I'm a huge condiment guy, by the way. Pickles. It'll all be. It'll be all Not about pickles. pickles. We talked about them as a main course. Mayo last guy. Now we can talk about them as a condiment. Me too, yeah. Jimmy. I like my huge mayo guy. Yeah, so a lot of people hate on mayo. I don't know why. Mayo's the I, king of all condiments. I'm a huge it's mayo not guy. Cool. It's not cool to say you I love put mayonnaise mayo. Mayonnaise on my mayo. Oh, I don't like mayo, but I love aioli. Idiots. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they like fancy, it. Fancy mayo. They don't want to oh, I like Thousand Island dressing, but I won't touch mayo. It's like, get out of here. Right. The problem, the problem with mayo yeah, and the, I eat ranch dressing. They do this with cream cheese, too, if you get a bagel. They put a whole package. You know, you, you just want a little bit of mayo. Love cream. They'll cream give you a it. whole jar. They'll sure. give you a whole you jar. You can't say I, that to people from Jersey. You never have enough cream cheese. Yeah. They, they get a whole, yeah. It sounds yeah. better. So that's what we're going to do, guys. Get ready for uh for condiment mayo talk. After, we're going to go from TPE to condiment. Not condoms. Condiment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> condiment. You did emphasize that first. The, the first Chipotle mayo, guys. Chipotle mayo. Not a big mayo. condom guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What did this turn into? This is a, watch. Watch the viewers just. Um, what do we have? We got Cleveland tomorrow, so no Kemba. Which right? That's going to be great. Cleveland played today too. Got destroyed. Oh, They've been really bad. That might be the worst game of the year tomorrow. Well, you guys watch the Rockets on Sunday. First four people on the chat to volunteer get to do the show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I was just thinking about that. I was like, how am I going to get out of tomorrow's show? Yeah, I'm going to remember these names. Let's see who pops up. Man, We're bringing in the favorite brand of ketchup. Look we, had here on, we had Sherrod here on Sunday night. We had some rave reviews. So be very be very nervous if you uh, if you miss a show. Because I don't know if you ever heard of Wally Pip, but uh, – Never made it back onto the field. You could get Wally pipped. <laughs> yeah, Sherrod, Sherrod's waiting in the wings. Uh, and like I said, we mentioned uh, that we'd have other uh, uh, other guest uh, hosts on throughout the year, and we will. And that's how we'll keep it fresh. We we're tired of these friggin' trade conversations. Um, mm -hmm. Celtics lose. We got another one tomorrow, so we'll cut this one off here. Um, but uh, that's it, guys. Uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts uh, for me is. Take your anger out on this next team. <laughs> I want to see that first quarter, that defense. I mean, earlier, John, I mean, you, you do this often, but you were a little a little too brutal with the Celtics saying that they played no defense. At least that first quarter, they were, they were defending the They three. played some. Yeah, they played some. So just let that carry over into this uh, start of the next one. Let's see if they can do it for at least three quarters. You know, that should do it, right, against this team? 
My final thought is look at this, look at this comment right here. <laughs> the Celtics, Celtics for that. <laughs> you that look, you look all right. Um, yeah. The grind of the, the, the what's that guy look like? That regular season grind. Bring in the boomer. Could be some Nick. Nick just pretends he wants to be on the show. He just wants to feel wanted. He doesn't really want to be on the show. We've asked him, he and he's just like, no, I'm like doing nothing. But no. he's, 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 he's answered the bell like one out of ten times we've asked him. Yeah. Okay? Nick, we're throwing down the gauntlet. Next time a slot is available, take it or never be asked again. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers we're talking about, Nick. Cleveland. Yeah, one, of these guys, going for tomorrow. one of these sad old guys wants a night off. <laughs> um but yeah uh bobby last thoughts for you and we'll wrap it we're just about in an hour yeah i'm skipping my final thoughts yeah did you even say anything jimmy my bad no I every time off. i tried to we moved to something else but to be honest i don't even have any good final thoughts except they beat the rockets they lose to the jazz they'll probably beat the Cavs tomorrow like what does it all really mean other than like mean? they're better than the bad teams and like they're not as good as the good teams so like yeah we'll just keep doing this until the season ends probably yeah can we just rerun the Rockets show tomorrow when they win <laughs> yeah all right exactly yeah. we didn't we didn't get enough into Marcus Smart tonight he's gotta be better he does he's gotta be but he'd been he be. so good since he came back you notice I mean I, somebody's got to give me credit for that right like I'm, you know, sure. These, well, these are the type of games I jump on Marcus, but he's been so friggin' good. He had an awful game tonight. Awful. But right. I mean, it just. I, I mentioned it at the top, but yeah. It, it, again, if, when the shots don't fall, that's the glaring. That, it's like it's like the Rob Williams situation. It's like Marcus Smart gets blamed way more for missing shots than anybody else does or ever will, and he missed two big ones tonight. So it, it was pretty obvious that and six a lot others of fans were gonna go. Yeah, he just he didn't he, have a good he, shooting night. He looked he his, was, his, his radar was off all night. There weren't a lot of in and out misses. You could see it out of his hand. I'm like, oh God, that's gonna miss way right. Like he, he was just, out of control. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was flopping. He wasn't setting himself a lot of the time. He had one great cut early in the game. The two cuts of the game were his back line, Brown off of Rob. You guys didn't give Rob credit for that wrist flick pass. That was nice. Yeah, that so was nice. you saw shades of movement, you saw shades of greatness from this offense. Could be, could be an imposter. We don't know if it is you, Sherrod. The real Sherrod would wouldn't say his whole name. The real Sherrod would just pop right into this show right now and say hi. <laughs> yeah, true. Because he's got the link. He could just he could just come in and say that anytime he wants. Um, we, used get, uh, we used to get Neesmith on the show, but I haven't seen Neesmith in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Bob. Oh, man. Did you have yeah, that's all like I got on Smart. Park? Are you in like an office building or something? Yeah. Gotta get a get yourself in a working mindset. <laughs> Bobby's burning the midnight candle. The I don't want to know the truth where Bobby is right now. He said that so <laughs> creepy. That was yeah. the uh, <laughs> <that's a> lie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, totally. Everyone, everyone gets so upset that I always change locations. Jimmy's got the same roof. We You're see John's room, plant. You, you gotta mix it up. You changing hair now? You got the Gordon Hayward slash MGK thing going. You know, Machine Gun Kelly. See, you look like you're uh, in like the waiting room of like uh, waiting to get your taxes done or something. There he is. Oh. <laughs> it oh! was me. Hey! It was me, fellas. Really I was. believe it was me. <laughs> I didn't Let's believe go. It. I did. I even went all caps. Yeah. You did with an emoji. Hey, we, sh- 
We should have known that people weren't trying to uh, catfish us with with the name with, with your name up there, man. You don't have a burner. Yeah, I think I think what Amen. His burner says Asherod Blakely. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it wrong. Real discreet. Marcus, Marcus Smart gave you that that uh that that bubble vibe, right? Well, we saw in the in the playoffs, right, Sherrod? Those three pointers down the stretch. He was horrible. <laughs> and I yeah, love Marcus. Ass there. It was you like guys know I love Marcus to death, but he was just horrible yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, I gotta believe that this is like the bottom of the ocean, Marcus Smart. We saw, and that everything we're just gonna be swimming upstream rest of the way. He was so bad tonight. But I hope so. I like this five box. It looks better than I expected. Yeah, it does because it raises us up above the banners. It's not box? Crowded. I like it's it. Five out. Five. Penta, Penta box. Wide out. Huh? It's not bad. Penta yeah, box. It, allows, it allows us to do this if we want. Look at us. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Jimmy's <laughs> loving that. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Back up, right? It's not bad. I like how it's cropped. Sherrod, we'll we'll give you your pound of flesh tonight. Outside of smart, what did you think? Uh, I liked that they competed. I mean, I, I they didn't play great. What, dude? You trashed me for that take on Sunday night. You literally trashed me. You're like, they better win. I don't want any of this moral victory. <laughs> Winner, go home. Look, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, but before you get your panties all bunched up again like you used to, listen, hear me out. Utah is the best freaking team in the NBA right now. They are so much better than the Celtics from top to bottom right now. The fact that Boston was able to hold their own for more than just a half, I thought was a positive. The thing that bothered me about the game, though, was Tatum was in position to be the dagger thrower. Missed the free throw, got the rebound, had the easy put back, would have made it a one-possession game with about, I think, 40 seconds of play. Now you got a game, but he misses the putback. Mm-hmm. You got to make those plays. You got to make those plays. Jimmy, yeah, are you going to let him talk to you like that? that? Jimmy, you I love Jimmy. That? That's what you he, he just came in here and just slapped, just backhanded you. Honestly, that was, fla- that was You know what? Flashback. I'm watching. I'm watching flashback Zion Williamson right now, so I apologize if I'm a little Bogartish right now. <laughs> I'm watching Zion right to my left. Here. No, no, no. Trust me, trust me. Jimmy's gonna get. He's gonna say something back at another at another show. He'll get you. Yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I know Jimmy. I That's what yeah, Jimmy exactly. does. <laughs> you know what Jimmy does exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, hey, yeah. I just had to remind Sherrod that he and John both laughed me off the show practically when I said, you know, I just want to see a hard fought game. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, now it's both, you know they played hard. But at the end of the day, they are who we thought they were. Uh, that famous quote, um, you know, they, they lost to the better team. What they've been doing? They'll lose to the Nets. They'll lose to the Sixers. They'll lose to the Nuggets, uh, the Jazz. So, I mean, it's just who they are right now. Yeah. I'm okay Jimmy with that. Riding in yeah. the waves. Because I, I would be mad if, if there was a deal out there that would make them appreciably better. That would piss me off. How, I don't think there is right now. How'd you feel Bobby about Rob against, uh, How'd you feel about Rob against Gobert though? I thought it was a good. He was good, game. not great, but he was good. I he like what that. Tice was doing earlier in the game, where Tice was hitting that free throw jump shot when yeah. Gobert was just kind of camping the lane. I love that. Love that. That is what frustrates me about this game because I think they are a piece like Barnes, like one of these role guys from being a much better team. But when you have Tatum making that miscue down the stretch, when you have Tice following his head off. You have some of the Kemba turnovers we see. Brown was great, but you can't have all these rotation guys, your core reliable pieces smart, not to mention his game. 
if they're not going to come through in crunch time, if they're not going to have great fourth quarters and make this team worth investing in, then you're right. Harrison Barnes wouldn't change a game like this. So that it does get frustrating when the main pieces let you down. I just think there's so much pressure on them when Semi gives you nothing, when Grant gives you nothing, T, Pritchard. It puts pressure on the top five, puts pressure on the top six to go extra minutes, to do more. And I think that comes back to hurt them at the end of these games. And I think you know, that's kind of limiting what Rob can do too if he's on limited minutes. That whole concept of him being on limited minutes, I hate. I hate. I think You're it's true. Let it go. Player. Bobby, yeah. this was decided last show, Bobby. <laughs> it's a, it's so fraudulent. At least, at least say 25. <laughs> 25. Bobby, he did it again tonight. He did it again. It's not it's not the hip. It's fear. It's trust. He, he did the same exact thing he always does. Brad, that is, which is he was afraid to play him against Gobert, so he waited till Favors got up, went to the scorer's table, and as soon as he did, Literally. Rob yep. got up too it, it, for the first two rotations. Gobert played seven minutes. They overlapped for about 30 seconds in the first stint and not at all in the second. The second the second Gobert went out, Rob got up again, and then he played against him in crunch time a little bit, but the first two shifts Rob got in there, he did not see Gobert. I, yeah, but I hate that. I hate that. You guys just think they're making up an injury because they want to play him less. No, I, I, I think that some injuries are convenient umbrellas for you to yes. make rotation decisions. Exactly. That you There's medical data that can back up your assertion, but if let's say this were the playoffs, and you know you guys do this all the time, if it were the playoffs, he'd be out there doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three. I think that's kind of <laughs> what we're seeing with Rob, that if this were like a must-win game and there was a matchup that they felt Rob could win for them, he'd be out there playing more minutes. It's a comfort thing. It is. It's I mean, let's thing. face it. Daniel Tice, with the Tristan other guys. Thompson, those are Brad Snuggies. He yeah. loves them in the middle. They make it feel nice and warm and fuzzy. And Rob, sometimes <laughs> you feel nice and warm and fuzzy. Sometimes guy. he rubs you the wrong way. Rob's a wild card, yeah. I, and I love that about him. Though it stresses Brad out a little bit. You know, he, he doesn't need that in his life, so he sticks with his Thompsons <laughs> and his. <Tyson. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like what you said about about Tice because uh, you know that's the that's going to be a, the dilemma down the stretch. You don't think Daniel Tice is looking at Dan, uh, looking at Brad at that one minute mark, being like, "Things could be different right now if I was in there that whole time." I mean, you have to feel that way if you're Tice, right? You've had, you've held this spot down well, for quite. For a while here, and you're balling out. You're also playing at a high level. Yeah, like Daniel Tice will, you know, take you out to a nice dinner, have you home by eight in time for curfew. But Rob Williams, like, you're going out with him, like you're out all damn night. You don't know what's gonna go down, but you might have the time of your life. But Brad, I did not know where you were gonna go with that, Jimmy. I'm glad you went where you did because I was going somewhere (laughs) completely. (laughs) You said nice dinner back home by eight. I had a completely different alternate alternate reality. Whatever, whatever you're. Whatever your interpretation of the night of your life is, is what Rob Rob might give you. But some people aren't ready for that. I'm gonna give you the night of your life. That's what Rob says. <laughs> yeah. And Brad is like, no, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, damn. <laughs> Jimmy's been strong with the analogies lately. Oh, man. That's so not conducive to social distancing, Jimmy. I'm just letting you know. 25 plus I just want to put on my little sleeping cap, you know, give, give, you know, kiss my wife, sleep in two separate beds, you know, <laughs> have some warm milk and cookies before you have a glass of warm milk, right. take off my slippers, sleep just like every, you know, 
Sherrod, what's this Tristan what's this Tristan Thompson report all about we're seeing today? Yahoo. They're talking about training him? I think it's an option. I think every single player on this team not named Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, there has been some level of discussions about them with other teams. It has to be. Uh, but the problem that the Celtics are running into is that they have very few choice meets players, assets, whatever you want to call them, that teams want. Because you guys were talking earlier about, like, sweeteners, right? That's all they got on this damn roster. That's all they got. <laughs> and Seven listen, packets of Splenda. That's exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> look, I've, I've, got, I've got my fruit juice. I've got my, my soda. I don't need all this damn sweetener. I need, I need a real drink, Jimmy. I need a that's, real drink. That's what they got. And all I got is sweeteners. <laughs> this is not helping me. I don't want you sweetening love. That's why I, I think Danny Ainge is preparing everyone for them to not get a deal done because I don't think it's him blowing smoke. I think it's just the reality of the landscape that everyone is like, well, we like Jason. We like, you know, Jalen. And then it gets kind of like cricket, cricket silence at that point. Right. So that's the thing. It's gonna like, be hard, for, and and they don't have like those real choice draft picks. They have their own picks, but who the hell is is itching to pick number twenty two? Exactly. Yeah. So, at least okay. when they had the picks from Cleveland, and Cleveland sucked, they Sherrod, can, we've been kind of dangle that out there. Sherrod, we've right. been saying this for for forty something games, but so it might take you to say it in order to to, to get Bobby to get it. Because I love Bobby. My <laughs> ago, somebody's gonna have a different opinion around here. Oh yeah, you one every night. <laughs> God, well, I like it. I like it. The Q's guys are going to team up on something else for sure. You know we will. We're going to turn this background orange on Friday. Don't oh. go. I was just going to say nothing orange. <laughs> you know, I I always got oh facts orange near me. Facts. Even even on the road, you got a hoodie or something. Oh boy! You, and now orange scrubby when I get ready to take a bath. <laughs> I got like a bunch of. I got my. There it is. Wow. That's what I was staring at. There it is. I got everything, man. Yeah. Who's playing in the tournament? That'll be coming down on Thursday My team. Friday. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Always. I might have watched less than one second. Of, don't look to me for draft talk. I'll just tell you that much, okay? I'll tell you now. There, there, there are, like, at least two or three really, really, really good players coming into the draft this year. The kid at Oklahoma State is, is just amazing. I love him. Kate. He's a – He's a blast to watch. He's he's a I'm telling you, he's like like Carmelo Anthony good back when he was at Syracuse. That one and done team is okay, but I think th that's my sleeper pick to win the national championship this year because with all the craziness going on with with COVID and everything and, and health and safety protocols, you need one guy that can put a team on his back and carry him. He's as close as the NCAA has right now to being that one man band. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. God, this was this was a year to damn the Celtics had a shot at the number one pick. This is a damn year. It's still that, possible. That mellow year, pieces. Played, <laughs> that mellow year, they played in the Garden. Um, that year on the way, I got to see them twice. That team up close, that was fun. That team was awesome. Was that, that, was that one of the best like team? Five or something. They, they, yeah, whatever that was. I, I, we went. I covered it for. Um, I forget who I was with at the time. Maybe Channel Seven. Um, and uh, went to see both of those games. That was awesome. That's cool. Seeing Melo up, yeah, up close. It was the, that that team was fun. Oh, the hype was real. Yeah, yeah, but you Very didn't expect real. they were going all the way. They were good, but I mean, that was that was a run. That team was. I mean, that was great. Yeah. What were they? They were like they weren't a they weren't a one. They, they weren't ranked. No, they weren't ranked going into the year. No, they were ranked that year. No, yeah, they they were, going into the year. Oh, yeah. 
No, that was that, yeah. that, that I love that team. And, and that's why Kurt Heinrich was always one of my favorite players because if it wasn't for him taking that weak-ass baseline jumper that Hakeem Ward was able to block, we wouldn't have a national championship. Yeah. He didn't really – he really didn't feel me when I brought that up, like when we actually met when he was with the Bulls. <laughs> I was going to say. You brought that up. But, uh, you know, no shame. I want to ask Tatum about when he lost to Syracuse on a half-court shot. That that will probably go just as well. I was there for that one. You know what? I haven't brought that up with him, but now that you bring it to my attention, <laughs> I just might bring it up to him at some point. When we ever can like see guys face to face. Somebody's gotta. And this is the time. Yeah. You had that one on one with him, right, Bobby? If you can get ever get close to him again. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Melo. I'm sorry, I don't know. We have if we have media. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was Mello. That was that was good. I love Mello. That was good. That was a great interview. Yeah, you could say he's really into it. I was trying to figure out where he lived on South. Did you live on South, Sherrod? Yeah, Winding Winding Lane, Winding Ridge, I think. I I think that's where Mello lived too. I I couldn't get him to remember the streets. It'd been too long. There's there's lots of reasons why we don't remember those streets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially Mello. That's yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we can talk about this here. So about those Cavaliers, no. No, we're, we're yeah, right. We're gonna do, a, do a damn preview. No, the <laughs> cadavers—they're back to being the cadavers again, man. They—they—they're—they're they're horrible. They're toast. They're toast. But I feel like this one's gonna be like annoyingly close because it's a non-Kemba game and it's gonna be weird. Um, and hey, on Friday, it'll be close. Friday, be close on Friday, we get to talk about Barnes again. That's right. Yeah. What, the, Barnes might mysterious. I want to see. I want to see one of those uh, pulled from the lineup, walk across to the opposing locker room sort of trade situations. Those are great. That'd be awesome. You know? perfect timing. Those are great. When you saw Kemba go to the locker room, is that what you thought, John? Yeah. When the right, right. I was like, we would, that's it. Traded. No, that happened in 2004 during that when the when Nomar got traded for the Sox. They were playing Minnesota. Minkavich was part of a separate trade. Walked yeah. across the dugout. I love that. All right, I play for this. I play for this team now. See if we can swing that on Friday. Just get it done. Just get it done. Get it done, Danny. Get it done. Get it done. Uh, so we so we never have to talk about trades again because I can't take it anymore. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, at least I love this. This is great. Well, at least we've gotten away from the silly stuff, um, which is uh, you know, the, the 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 pie in the sky players that are never coming. At this point, it seems like Barnes or bought Barnes or a much lesser player where you're not eating into the TPE with it's not going to excite anybody or the buyout market. That's kind of where we've, where, where we are at this point. So yeah, get excited for Barnes or get ready for something that's not going to excite you at all. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's the best option right now for the Celtics as far as realistic option. That's it. But you know what, if he comes in and, and, and does the job that people expect, then yeah, you might get to the conference final second round, but, you're gonna need more. Yeah, if you gotta get out of the east. This this team, as constructed, I don't think any piece that's out there gets them anywhere. I think I think the big three are better than the Celtics plus a piece. Still, no matter what, and you could even argue Miami might be as well. So I I, I don't I think they are who they are, which is clearly in that not only tier two, possibly even below. You know. They're they're fighting with the guy. They're Charlotte. They're Indiana. I mean, they're they're in that Ooh. they're in that 
they're in that conversation. You think the Celtics played Charlotte in a seven-game series, it wouldn't be a, a, a nail-biter? Of course it, it would. It would be a war. It would be, be a war. awesome. That would be my favorite series. That would be, be great. Right now, <laughs> if the playoffs start right now, they'd be playing the Miami Heat They'd be playing one. the Heat in a 4-5, and that no. wouldn't go great at all. Um, I don't like that. Right. I don't but like that. Really, no. But they're they're not better than any of the teams around them either right now. They're clear, you know, so – I. Again, for, you, you could you could trade for Barnes and still lose in the first round, and then you start wondering if you make that trade, you better be making that trade for more than just this year. It's it better be something that improves you in the you know in the long run. So if you're trading for Barnes because you want Harrison Barnes on your team going forward, not to get you one round deeper this year. That, yeah, that, yeah, and, and Danny's talked about that. Uh, that you know, the whatever they do, it's it's not just going to be for band aid for the moment. It's going to be, be you know looking for them to be part of their their near future. Um, I I want to see the I want to see the present look better than it does now, though. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and it like so long ago, they started eight and three, and they beat the Heat, and they beat the Bucks on opening night. I mean, there was potential early this year, and. I think it's been more mental than anything that this. I would just like to see them do different things, though. Again, we keep talking about this. Like, again, this is where it comes back to Brad. Like, you know, just when they played fast tonight, they played better. Just maintaining that pace. Again, it's you know, you 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 fast, right? Yeah. You see these moments where they start to do the thing you want when they have those high assist games, when they play with pace, when they when they really push the ball. But then when they get into half court sets, I mean, you had times where just Tice is holding the ball for 10, 12 seconds, eating up a shot. Like what? That that can't. You can't allow that to happen. You want to just see if it's not going to be a personnel change. It has to be like a philosophy change or a buy-in right now because the way that they play isn't good enough. So. Just force the issue. If I were Brad, I'd say you got 10 seconds to shoot every freaking time down. And if not, if you're still holding the ball as 12 seconds left on the clock, I'm going to yank you at the next whistle. Just go. Just friggin' go. Try something. You know, just try something different. But it's you saw it in spurts tonight. That's when they did their best, when Jalen was aggressive, when they got the ball and attacked. And then they fall back into their same patterns and the same, and the same stuff happens. Yeah, especially when that ball is not – getting past across the court. I mean, that's when the Celtics, that's when the opportunities start to really open up. And and I just think when they start to panic in that fourth quarter, especially the, at the start of the fourth quarter, and we all sort of saw it coming, right? Because we've seen that pattern. And of course, this is the Utah Jazz we're talking about. To see them, to say that the way they would recover from that, you know, and, and Jalen, you know, what Tatum did down the stretch, Sherrod brought up a great point. Things could have been different if he makes that, if he converts that, that bunny, or whether Robert Williams, that foul, or whether he makes that layup. I mean, it's just so many what ifs, but the Celtics down the strength, I mean, they they hung in there. They just didn't execute the way they were supposed to. Yeah. A um, couple things we'll say before we wrap it. Um, if you don't already, follow us on YouTube. Turn on your notifications. You'll be notified every time we go live. Uh, you never know when guests are just going to appear. So I just. That's how I knew you guys were live. I yeah. got the notification. Just, go. just stay alert. People could jump in all the time. We may have one of you guys on. We've got one of you guys producing the show right now, which is great. Um, wow. The producer was, was a fan of the show. Yeah, I'm in. Rags to riches. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, rags to riches. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, hats off to Ahmed, who does a great job behind the scenes here um, with a lot of things for CLNS Media, absolutely. Uh, Sherrod, people are asking for you to come back, so we always do want you to come back. 
Um, Sherrod did a, a, just a quick plug for him podcast today with this is great CLNS cross promotional stuff with the Cedric Maxwell, uh, the A-list podcast with Sherrod and Kwani Lunas. Um, so subscribe to that if you haven't already. That's going to be released in the morning. Video will be out on our YouTube uh, page as well, our YouTube channel as well. So you can uh, see the video there, but he's got Max on. Uh, what'd you guys talk about? Anything good? Give us a preview. Oh, gosh. Shit. Shoot. Right? Um, <laughs> we talked right? about. That's <laughs> the truth. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we we talked about a lot of different things. We talked a lot about Rob Williams and, and just Max's thoughts on that, about how he thinks Brad should or should not use Rob. Uh, we, we talked, obviously, about just this time of year where there's all this trade talk, and, and we talked about it from a player's perspective of what that's like. And, and Max, obviously, as you guys know, Max went down memory lane on us, uh, gave us some good stories there. So you have to check the podcast out and hear what he had to say. And, you know, we just, just kind of had a long conversation about just – Typical random, you know, Max type ish that we got into. <laughs> uh, it was great. It, it was it was a lot of fun. I I always have a good time talking with Max, uh, and and he was as colorful as Max can be. Uh, so it was good. It was it was a definitely good talk. Good. Nice. So look for that. Of course, uh, Josue Pavone with his Causeway Street podcast, Bobby Manning with Dome Theory. Again, we always talk about it. The Jimmy John podcast in development. You might get it at some point or another. Post-production. Works. But, again, subscribe. Uh, a whole host of podcasts on the network. We talk about it all the time. Goodman and Ryan. Um, well, we have winning plays. Uh, the, the the list goes on. Of course, Celtics beat. Uh, we have an uh, episode that just dropped with Jared Weiss. Actually, a f- some really good nuggets there. We didn't get to talk about it on the show involving Aaron Gordon and, uh, and other things. But, you know, tomorrow – when we're bored of talking about the game, we can talk about that stuff as well. But his take on Gordon was he's dying to get out of there at this point. So that's another interesting name. Is he? Is he? Is he's not playing yet, right? Aaron Gordon he just got back. He did. Yeah, yeah. He's in a he's in a weird spot though. Weird spot. Yeah. Um, because he wants out, but he knows that there is a he doesn't have the kind of cachet of a James Harden to say I want out, and people will be like, okay. We don't like you want out, but we're okay with you saying you want out. So he's kind of like – He's the kind of here. guy who would get fined for asking out. <laughs> right. He's a, he's the guy that would get fined for talking about wanting – yeah. So he's being, I think, publicly quiet about it, but I but there, there's no question. I mean, you talk to folks who are in front offices across the league, and Aaron wants out. And it's just a matter of Orlando getting an offer that they like for him. Uh, I think they will. I think they, I think he will be with another team. Uh, could be Boston. Who knows? So we'll talk ourselves into that one tomorrow. Um, nice. Yeah, we'll need to. We'll need. To, we'll need to eat up some airwaves time. So we'll tomorrow. Tomorrow. You're Gordon, ready for my offer? Okay. Tomorrow. Up the trade machine. Bobby makes his. Bobby's going to do about forty-five trade machines. Tweet them out during the day and talk about them again tonight. Um, he'll probably have Celtics beat writers coming at him on Twitter, and I'm going to have to jump to his defense. True. Um, <laughs> Don't get their hopes up. <laughs> Don't get their hopes up, Bobby. Okay, these, yeah, poor, these poor people. These poor people. We're going to talk about Brad Stevens uh, in, going to Indiana, which is definitely going to happen despite what he said. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> never know. But you never know. John loves that story. <laughs> uh, and a whole host of other things, and then probably a little bit about the game as well. So we'll see. But uh, John, what about uh, – you probably got a Patriots – 
Patriots podcast or two lined up with all these trades or all these signings going down. Yeah, for any Pats fans out there, every night, 7.30, Patriots beat podcast live uh, to to go over all of the signings. Last two nights, really good numbers. Uh, people obviously super interested in it now. So stay with us for that stuff. Subscribe to our Patriots YouTube channel uh, where you can get all of that action. That's 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 good. Honestly, a, to quick pivot to Patriots, um, you know, obviously. Yo, Josue is like. Antsy over there, dude. What's yeah, going no, on, bro? Do you need to like leave us and kind of yeah. handle your business? Yeah, man. Keep going. He's like, he's out. He's like, dude, that was an emergency. I just moved him. He looks like he's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I can see. That's what I was thinking. Pat's a universal sign. Pat still have 35, mil, 35 to 40 million left under the cap, even with the signings, which is bananas. They still have money? Masterful stuff. I mean, the contract details coming out right now. It's amazing. Um, everything is everything, is everything is built to have a really small cap hit this year. And then uh, when the next TV contract comes up, that's when those numbers go up. But everyone's counting on a, uh, a 220 or 230 cap. And this year it's 180, whatever. That um, seems way too high. So all of the first year numbers of these guys are two and three. So they still have 35 plus million left to spend under the cap. And obviously you got to do draft picks and you got to resign your own guys. So some of that's going to get spent. But they could ease. Don't be stunned if they come out with another boom, boom, couple big ones. Right now you're in the... I've got your offer, but I'm shopping it phase. And there's a few offers still out there for big players. It could get really fun. It could get really fun. So there's still hey, more. It's it's crazy. I was, I was told that, you know, they couldn't ever sign – last season they couldn't sign anybody because of the cap. They went on. But now all of a sudden, I guess yeah. the cap, cap is crap again. I hate playing Pat's homer because, you know, I'll be critical of anything or anybody. But this could be the, potentially – a real like a genius long-term play for Belichick, which was it's an absolute tank season, but we are going to buy everything this one year where we've got a chance where no one has money and we'll have all the money and there's nothing anyone can do to stop us. There's teams out there thinking like, I'd like to sign a guy like how many, and they just can't do it. You know, I mean, how many times have you seen the Patriots? You got no cap room and watching all these guys go off the board. It's all so weird where they're like, there's like three teams that have money, you know, it's well, still going to be a monster next year. They're signing the right guy. That team in Tampa. I guess we'll find they out. Are. TB12's crew is still just the baddest of they, oof. Deshaun Watson. That's the name to watch. Everybody get excited. You, you think there's a chance? I am. I think. No, I think it's more. I think it's more likely than not smoke that's being thrown out there to make San Francisco potentially think um, that hey, we're gonna go get somebody if you don't give us Jimmy G soon, you know, uh, or make your trade. So that's how I think who they want. I still think that's who they want. If you don't give us Jimmy G, we have Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton's not going to be the thing. Cam Look at me tremble with the news of that, Bobby. You don't think Cam's the starter? <laughs> Cam's, Cam's only the starter if they draft a quarterback in round one and they and they wait two, three, they wait a few games for him to be ready. I, I, I Cam is there to compete for a job or to be an absolute break glass in case of emergency fallback. He's they're not entering. I don't believe they're entering the season with him in, in mind. We'll that, see. That the quarterback domino is yet to fall. It's a lot of money for know, a backup. Man. That's my take. That's my. Take. I think they. I mean, they. 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 They know what that that 
in case of emergency Cam looks like. We saw it last year. Not pretty. <laughs> Just for you no. out, I can't tell, buddy. Yo, I'm like waiting for you. I don't know what you're doing, bro. Like really? I, I think you look. You were crossing your legs. I thought you had to run to the bathroom. My camera was falling. I'm trying to fix it. And... Oh, okay. I thought you were like you were like. I know. <laughs> oh. I was you're like, go, go do it. Right? You're having some more fun. No. Uh, but all right, we're <laughs> off the rails. We're at the 90 minute mark, but we had to extend it a bit because Sharad jumped on. So we will say good night. We'll be back. I want to. I want to dedicate this show to Josue's Wi-Fi that made it all the way through clean for maybe the first time all season. That was still freaking took me off. Yeah, that's right. Just so everyone knows, Josue's Wi-Fi pitched a perfect game. I pulled him. Okay, I I I pulled Josue with 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 two outs in the ninth in a perfect game. No, no, you put me on in garbage time. That's what you did. <laughs> the game was already in the bag, and you just had to you know, ruin the perfect game. The perfect game. Yeah. So again, thanks to all the viewers. It was fun. You hung with us for a while. That was awesome. Uh, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Later, Good night. Guys.